What's up, everybody? My name is Brazil, and welcome to the podcast. As you know, on every episode, we feature amazing artists that are really passionate about what they do that I love to connect with. I love seeing people create things that bring joy to people. And an industry that I specifically love is the comedy industry. I love stand-up comedians. And I'm actually friends with somebody who is a fantastic comedian who I've seen come up and hustle and pretty much put himself on. And now he is killing it. And as a matter of fact, he just had a video go viral today that we're going <laughs> to talk about right away. This is my boy, Martin Amini. What's up, Martin? What's up, dog? Good to see you, man. How you feeling? Things, it's exciting. It's an exciting time, bro. I'm, I'm happy. Right before we recorded, you were talking about your new clip that just went viral. Let's talk about it. Yeah, um... Like a lot of comics right now, uh, posting your stand-up clips is kind of like the new wave. And, um, you know, that seemed, that was up until recently not the case. Like, Andrew Schultz really, like, made that stand-up clip on, yes. on IG, and now TikTok is taking over. So, yeah, there's, there's no better way to connect with people than social media right now. And it's like, I'm kind of winning off of it, just off putting clips out. Like, I'm allowed to, I can have enough fan base to basically take care of everything right now so it's like it's exciting it's dope man i love to see it translating to real success as well because i think when tiktok first came out we were all kind of feeling that it was like corny you right, know that was right, like right, just right. little yeah, kids I mean, doing dances or whatever 100 percent, dog but I, I mean every generation feels that way about the next thing i'm sure people felt that way about youtube when it first came out right and yeah, it's bro. like netflix all oh, this new thing it's like people always try to hate on the new thing but if you're riding the innovation, it's like you're still bringing your value. You're still bringing yeah. your art. It's just a different platform. I think it was just seeing certain artists blow up off of it that like makes it easier to just like, all right, assimilate. Like, all right, this is what it takes. Fuck, I'll do it. Yeah, you shows I mean? totally. I, I learned about Andrew Shows through the Brilliant Idiots podcast with yeah. Charlemagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started watching Flagrant and then I saw all his online clips. And then it was just like, you know, during the pandemic, dude just blew up i mean i knew he was already building before that you know but yeah. like his consistency of putting out material really was the first that I, that I saw take it to that level yo it feels like timing is everything like when your time like no one truly knows when their time's like when it's when it's time and it feels like i'm having this moment like right in this in real time because um dog it's so funny like the Bolivian community found me recently and that's really? like changing a lot for me. Like my career is just taking it. I think just Latinos in general. And I think like a lot of my subject matter is, is a lot of stuff that doesn't get talked about on stage at all. So it's like, you know, immigrant children problems type shit. Yeah. But it's like, you know, with, with some new generation standup vibes. So, um, what is your nationality? So my mom's Bolivian and my dad's from Iran. Got so I'm, I got it. the Bolivian side, the Persian side, and um, yeah, because because I couldn't tell exactly what what it was because your accent it sounds believable. Like even when you're telling stories about like dating Latinas, like you kind of sound Latino as you're saying it. Well, you know what happens Almost. is when you're around your people, it kind of like that yeah. shit. Even LA has its own. I started talking like a like with the accent in LA because LA's got that strong Mexican influence. Yeah, and even this, I'm like learning the slang, and it's like, bro, there's a lot. There's a lot of flavor in LA. There like, is. You know, I come from the DMV, which is stands for DC, Maryland, Virginia. But um, I always wonder what that meant. Whenever I heard DMV, I think of like the DMV where I get a license. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Nah, because <laughs> what happens is like um, a lot of people grew up outside DC, but were very heavily influenced by DC. So, so it's you like claim it. Yeah, I mean, it's like a yeah, it's like its own. We're like our own hub, you know. Right, right. Um, a lot of artists come out of there, uh, and so like, 
What's some DC unique slang? See, I grew up in Chicago. So yeah, yeah, every yeah. every flavor of every side of the country has their own flavor, right? Like yeah. um, Chicago definitely has its own vibes too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they say bogus a lot. Yeah, jump yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean dusty. Um we got words like um I grew up on words like slang like yo know, luncheon. Like when someone's acting stupid or or like being super duper like like wild, it'd be like, bro, you're lunching, bro. Luncheon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. haven't heard that one. Oh, like you're out to lunch. No, kind just like just lunching, bro. Luncheon. Like, nah, just lunching, bro. Like you're lunching. Like you're acting weird. No shit. Uh, what about another one? Do um, you guys say John in Philly? They say John a lot. Okay. Yeah. See, like, you I, heard that one? Nah, we got, we got a. Uh, this is an older word, but like, yo, like, yo, size me real quick. Size me is like, yo, hook it up, like, or I never or heard that or one. it could be like someone could be telling a story, and like, bro, you sizing it? That didn't happen. Like, oh, you know I mean? no shit. Yeah, yeah. so that's Sison. another one. Yeah, damn, this is like bringing me back to childhood right now because I can't even use these words in a regular conversation anymore. But, but it would sound super fly. If you threw it in, somebody would be like, man, I don't know what that means. Honestly, that's <laughs> what music does for me. Uh, listening to new music allows me to like keep up with like the vernaculars yeah, yeah. of like, you know, because I'm not in the streets. No, I'm not like hanging out outside no more. I'm like, in, I'm inside just, you know, <laughs> chilling. But it's good to know like what's happening on the streets at all times. Yeah. Especially with like the new generation. Well, how old are you? I'm 34 going on 35 this year. Okay, cool. We're the same age basically. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we grew up on more like the old school hip hop. Yeah. And then by the time the new generation of social media blew up, we were kind of already maturing. You know, so like, yeah. I, I don't listen to a lot of new artists. They kind of have to be featured on some other artists I already like me it's hard it's them. hard to find new music but yeah. I, I, for me I do try to actively seek it out just because um, I'm constantly trying to create new shit yeah. and I need to hear different things to influence me to help me like alright like new vibes new vibes because it's, it's so easy to reminisce about the past and the good old days like but I'm very like I'm trying to be more present and I'm trying to think about the future and I, I think in order to like be a part of the future you gotta like be very respectful of the new generation because like they're the craziest. Like they're the they're the ones innovating everything. So if I can if I can take from the young generation and take like the old school generation and put it together, I think that's ideally the sweet spot for like an artist to like have both both hands in both different pockets of like generations. And that's that's like for me that's like the perfect mix. Dude, you you've always had a strong mindset. I remember when I first met you, you know, um, you hired me on a Craigslist job to yeah, help, yeah, yeah. help you edit something. Yeah. And I remember back in the day, we used to uh, send each other like uh, Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins uh, uh, so, uh, yeah. mixtapes, just like yo these motivational things. And like we would always like tap into like Kanye's energy, mm -hmm. Tony Robbins' energy, anything that was like mindset, you know, a uh, 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 psychology, marketing, that kind of stuff. I always saw you posting about it. Like yeah, I think um. Yeah, those things help you, especially when you don't come from a background that uh, promotes that. I think it's it's important for like the new generation, especially if you have immigrant parents, like to just educate yourself with as much, you know, different philosophies on how to do things. Because there's so many ways to do things, yeah. but if you can like narrow it down to what works for you, that's 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 amazing. You know, and I think that's where I'm at now is trying to like promote uh, minorities getting information from different sources not just relying on people from the neighborhood to like, cause I think that sometimes it's just too biased. It's like, bro, like try to, to expand the mindset. Yeah. Anytime yeah. I've grown is when I left, like where I was comfortable and put myself in a weird situation where it's like, all right, I have to get better now yeah. because otherwise I won't make it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm trying to bring that energy to the, to the stage. And, and now that I have like a, an audience that's primarily like black and Latin people, I think it's like really dope to be able to talk to them and like share 
my experiences living in LA doing comedy and then going back and like that's yeah, a dope way to put it yeah it's 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 a it's a dog I'm telling you it's like a it's a fire moment right like this age that we're in with like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter like if you have a good like content like good product bro like there's no limits on how far you can go right now as an artist. Tell me about the hustle right now, like this very moment. What are all the ways that you make money doing comedy? How do you market yourself? Like what is no. the structure? It's strictly ticket sales. Okay. I live off ticket sales. So it's like um, I built up like my DC DMV audience to the point where like I can go back every month and sell out like seven shows. And that can cover all my bills. And then do you like do you like rent the club, pay them a flat fee, and then you get whatever the door is, or do you split So this it? is a this is a something it's a little crazy, but I opened my own comedy club. No shit. Yeah. So I opened my own spot. It's called Room 808 in DC. It's in, specifically in the Petworth neighborhood. Um, it's a 50-seater. I turned it into like it used to be a flower shop, turned it into a, like a proper comedy club with like art all over the walls. It's beautiful. Dope. Put a lot of money into it, and um now it's flourishing. It's one of the best spots in DC for comedy. Uh, and I got my like comedy homies running it for me while I live in LA. Dope, so then they throw like local shows and then that's- uh, Yeah, and local that's... shows and then weekends we do showcases. And um, So that's like outright your spot. So yeah. as long as tickets keep coming in and you yeah. sell whatever. Yeah, like... just break even, like breaking even for me at this point is like a win because um, uh, right now in, in DC, like summertime is like off season. Mm. It's not peak, but fall and winter when it like colleges are back in town. That's when it gets really popping. Oh right, so, right. So, but I still fly back and do shows there to keep it going for sure. And yeah. then here in LA, how does it work? Like, uh, I saw you do a show the other day at the Improv. Yeah. For shows like that, do you do you just rent it out? Do you partner with them? I was no, no, you about get that. What's that so, no, like? you get you get booked on shows, and then primarily that's how you get opportunity and stage time. But I mean, you particularly. Yeah. So me particularly, I I have my own show at the Comedy Store. Okay. It's like a monthly show. Um. And uh, yeah, I'll book the comics, I pay them out, and I get and I get a door deal from the venue. And how'd you get that? Like, is that something that the comedy store says, "Hey, we want you to handle one Sunday a month or something"? Um, or do you ask them? It's tricky because it's very comedy, just like anything in entertainment. It's very relationship based, mm. and so like if the right person vouches you, vouches for you, um, you can get whatever. Honestly, whatever you want. Uh, I was lucky. The DC Improv owner. Uh, putting a word to the person at the comedy store because they used to work together like a bunch of years ago so it's like yeah like they, they were I was able to kind of get in there because of like the rep that I built over like 10 it's going to be 10 years this year oh wow yeah so on that show when you do that um, do they give you a budget by which to hire comedians from or no, do you, no, you just no I just do it you just pay out your own pocket for everything. Got it. Okay, yeah. so like, so you get. I curate everything. Yeah. You curate everything. So, yeah. so, so assuming you sell all the tickets, there's like X amount of money. Yeah. And then in your mind, okay, cool. From that imaginary pie, I'm gonna hire the comedians, and then mm -hmm. we're gonna sell this shit out. Yeah. And get a, and and get the money that way. Yeah, but there's not. It's not lucrative. If anything, like it's not. There's very little money in in LA when it comes to like stand up comedy. But um, well, I, I figured no for sure because I, I know that it's like a it's a it's a platform for building the brand like yeah so many and like because I'm here. still new here yeah, um, yeah. it's the best place to be for comedy like hands down comedy store is the top and so for sure um, I was just I was just curious how that worked because I understand like I know that like you know comedians they'll work yeah. out the materials at clubs they'll try the 15 minute sets at a time yeah work on that hour take it to theaters 
yeah, and so on and yeah, so forth. You like, make your money. Like yeah, you make your money on the road for sure. On the road, yeah. yeah. But but here in LA, it's like the goal for you right now is like building your brand, mm-hmm. right? So so I'm assuming there's like one part of your goal is you performing, another part is you also producing. Yeah, and right? I'm trying to I'm trying my best to ease out of producing, and just but I'm, it's still early for me in LA. I just got back like in J, like four or five months ago. Yeah, after COVID, so those two years, it's a lot of new relationships, a lot of new people, a lot of new relationships. I got to rebuild, and so like just having my show there, just showcasing uh, what not just what I can do, but the audience I bring out. The mm. audience I bring out is a very like hard to reach audience. Like uh, the black and Latin audiences in DC, or, or I'm sorry, in LA, I feel like it's very segregated out here, like lineups wise and like. For sure. There's, the definitely, there's definitely like lineups that I feel that are like mostly white audience. And then there's like times where I go to like Monday race. Right. With, on right. the improv or like, so like Sundays. What I represent yeah. is like the middle. Got I'm it. like the middle because it's like, I, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood that had everybody. Less white people than minorities, but still they were there. Right. And then I remember, you know, going to college and just having exposure to, you know, different types of white people. I feel like that helps, you know, building your audience in, in a way where it's like not just one type of person. Right. Um, I like to talk about everything. So it's like nothing's off limits. So that, for that to, in order for that to work, I think having different groups makes it way more like, you know, enjoyable. I see. And, and I guess... From a from a, a club promoter standpoint, if they're looking at you, they want to see what kind of audience you bring because that represents what you value, what you also valuable to the club, right? Like, yeah, like, oh, oh, if we book him, we know we're going to get these kinds of customers, and maybe in their mind yeah. they're thinking they want to increase that or whatever. Yeah, right? and over time, that's that's typically how it works. Part of the part, part of your presentation is you, and part yeah. is the audience that comes with you. Ticket sales pretty much dictates <clears throat> a lot right now. Yeah, um, and so. Me realizing that I'm like okay, I got to lean into this like putting out stand up clips as much as I can yes. to ge- to to gain new followers and you know people that want to come out and see me perform live. So yeah, man, it's it's a uh, yeah. I was editing all day today, <laughs> like just like fuck it. I got to put out this clip. It's been a week. I got to put out a new clip because I got shows coming up. Yeah. If I don't put out videos, you get you know people forget. You're not you on to the, stay on the radar. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But like. And today you had the clip go viral. Let's talk about that clip. Yeah, Which it's one cool. was it? And, and where was that from? Um, I, I filmed it at Roommate Awake, my comedy club in D.C. I was uh, talking about my new girlfriend, how, you know, things are going really well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's, um, if you guys want to check out, I mean, fortunately, like, TikTok, like, bro, every video is, is, is pretty good. Like, so you, if you go on my TikTok page, you can check them all out. If you like the vibes, you know, pull up to the show. How many views is it at now? Let's see. I think it's at two. I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't want to. We're doing this together. I don't want to look at my phone, dog. <laughs> but uh, I think it's like at three hundred thousand, and it's only been like a couple hours. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. It's cool. It's cool to be able to reach that many people without even leaving your house. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It it, it used to be that there was only a couple gatekeepers. You Bro, know. Bro. Yeah. So, I remember those days. I was I was around yeah. when that when that was the case, but now it's not like that at all, bro. Like you could literally like. Dude, you can fucking set up a podcast in your fucking apartment <laughs> and just fucking hustle the shit out of get some lights and a tree and be like, yo, where are we? And just get it cracking. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like dead ass. I'm like, damn, they got a nice studio and I come in like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> but it's fire though. <laughs> perception. Yeah, perception, right? Tun, tun, tun. No, but this is how you make it, bro. Fucking DIY like vibes is 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 popping. 
how did you get into comedy? Because your brother did comedy too. Right? Yeah, so my cousin definitely. Was he your brother or your cousin? Cousin, cousin. cousin okay. Yeah, so he, my cousin Max definitely played a big role in like giving me exposure to the business. And I think like just being able to watch someone in my own family do theaters and, and travel the world and, and me being right next, filming him as a camera guy at that time. Yeah. Uh, was like, yeah, it was like, it was invaluable. I was like, bro, like, this is crazy. We're in Dubai right now. He's selling out theaters and he's got a line of people to take pictures with him. And I'm like, shit, man, I think I'm funny too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I wanted to see how far I could take it. Was the family initially supportive when you said that you also wanted to do it? Yeah, I think um, because my cousin was doing it at a high level when I, when I thought about it, they had a reference to like, oh, okay, this could work. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like a crazy idea to them. Like a pipe dream because they're like, oh, it's yeah, possible. It is possible. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and my parents are very like, they believe in me so much. So it's like really cool uh, to have their blessing. Si se puede. Yeah, man. It's, it's <laughs> po anything's possible, bro. Uh, but so yeah, how did you get into it? So so you have a cousin that, yeah. that's crushing it. He's doing theaters. You guys are traveling all over the world. You're his camera guy. Yeah. And then you say, I think I'm funny too. Yeah. Then what? Um... Then you, that's, you know, that's the, that's the hard part, man. Like tapping in and, and, and like trying to like figure out if this is for you or not. I feel like a lot of people want to do art, especially at, like for a living, but it's like, who's willing to like get, you know, really go for it. And that's, that's to me, like what separates people from doing it and not doing it. What was it. your first time on stage? It was like June, 2012 in Washington, DC. Um, I didn't want to start in LA because, uh, Everyone knew my cousin, so it's like a lot of pressure to just like be funny and shit. It's like living under a shadow kind of kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even our work relationship got a little, it got weird, you mm -hmm. know. And then so I was like, I kind of just want to do business for myself from now on. Yep. And um, you know, at the time I was just like a weed dealer, hanging <laughs> out. And then um, and then I got into film to film my cousin. And then I was like, I don't want to be a camera guy or yeah. follow someone around or be someone's cousin. Right. I was like, yo, I want to do my own shit. Yeah. I know, it's just maybe it's like my, just my personality. But tell me specifically, the first time you went on stage, did you have something planned? Did you bomb? Was it an open micer? Like, I want to know the story, the makings of Martin. I mean, it was, uh, at the time I was like pretty, I was like 23, 24. Um, I wrote some shit down, but honestly, like when I got on stage, I blacked out and I just was like talking shit. I just started doing crowd work and people were dying. And it was funny because it went so well. I was like, oh, this is it. I found my calling. But then I just bombed for like <laughs> six months in a row of just oh, like shit. bad. All I had going for me was confidence, <laughs> but there's no funny behind it. It was just me talking shit. But Which I mean, is definitely a part of it. Yeah, man. It's like, I don't know, bro. It's going to be 10 years this year. So it's pretty wild to think about like how I started. Most times when I hear comedians on podcasts, I listen to a lot of comedians' podcasts, they talk about basically eating shit for 10 years, finding their style, and then like really yeah. putting it on. Like I've heard multiple comics say that the first 10 years, they're basically just eating shit and finding themselves. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, that's definitely a part of it. it, it that's the thing. Like, yo, know, I know people who popped in like three, four years. I know people who popped in like after 20. It's like... Everyone's yeah. got their own, th and you can't really look at others as like a benchmark because um, you get caught up in that like comparing. 
who you know your life with someone else's and how did you make your first bit of stand-up that worked right because i'm so curious about it. i'm talking like not in generalities like specifically like if you're if we're going from being confident and talking shit people laugh and then you bomb for a while yeah at what point do you learn the mechanics of how to make a joke work like there's uh, there's mm. online classes for it like how do you just honestly go from bro being like I, a dude I, I, just... I, yeah i think it's exposure to like good comedy I think, like, when you were in the... Like, I remember specifically... So, when I started comedy in D.C., it wasn't that big yet. There's only, like, a handful of spots you can go to to get stage time. And then there was this one show in particular. It was, like, the best, like, open mic in town. It was in Arlington, Virginia. It was at the, the spot called the, uh, the Green Room. That's okay. what it was called. And uh, which is closed down now, which is sad. But all the best comics in the area would go there congregate and you would write your name on a list and it'll be like 40 50 names on the list and they out of that 50 names they'd only pick 18 to perform right and i would say 90 percent is like the vets who they know right and then the 10 percent is the people they don't know to give them a, an opportunity right sometimes i would sign my name up and wouldn't even get picked so i drove an hour from maryland to go to virginia to do this open mic and not get picked i used to like punch the air so much yeah. would yeah. you at least stay there and watch the other comics yes so that was my first exposure because you gotta understand like I, without even being in comedy, I got to watch my cousin do Laugh Factory and like theaters. And I'm like, oh, comedy's great. Yeah. But I never saw an open mic. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is fucking, this is easy. So then I go back home thinking it's going to be like that. And then it's like, nah, bro, open mics are the most depressing experience. You see experience. people just bomb. Yeah, it's just not just bomb, bro. It's like sad. It's like sad energy. It's like very like dark energy in open <laughs> <Sad>. mics. <laughs> yeah, and you just got to live in it. Um but with the Arlington draft Wait, house, why is it sad? Is it sad because the people aren't good and nobody's supporting them, and that's sad, or is that's it? That's like one. That's one element. But just think about it. Like people who want to do comedy are like the most fucked up. Like it's like <laughs> I'm the fun. Like I'm gonna make it. It's like the most delusional fucking. It's like yeah, any rapper with like on a, with a SoundCloud is like, bro. Like we're not all like gonna make it. Yeah. So it's like, but you have to have that delusion. Like yo, I'm the one. Yeah. I'm the one. You'll see. And it's like a lot of that energy. You'll see. I'm like, you know, and then sometimes like one out of a thousand fucking, I don't even know if that's the odds, man. Like how the odds of someone making it in comedy are so slim. It's bro, bro, you're doing shows at the comedy store. I know, I know. I mean, yeah, thank God I'm doing good. But I'm just saying. You're other, the anomaly, my yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not for sure. I mean, bro, it's, it's Do wild. Do you think it was meant to be? Oh, for sure. I think there's definitely something in the universe that like, because this wasn't, dog, I remember vividly watching my cousin. In 2010 at Haha, ha, he was like headlining. He was like closing it out. That's in NoHo, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just remember thinking like, like man, you got to be a fucking idiot to do comedy. Like just in terms of like how crazy it is to go on stage mm -hmm. every night and perform for people and try to hope they laugh at you. It's like yeah. as a 23-year-old watching that or not 22, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Like this is crazy. You have to like, be how crazy. is this a real job? How is this a real job? How, how can you mentally and emotionally do that every, like that be your like work? Right. And then- um. Yeah, then I fucking caught the bug, and I was like, "There's no better feeling than being on stage." Now, now it's like I'm 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 I'm, the, I'm on the other side and be like, "Yo, that's that's like one of the best feelings." No one will know how that feels to, to go in front of a packed show and crush it. Yeah, uh, just that that energy transfer from you to the crowd. Yeah, right. Like, fucking, and the fact that people came there from all different walks of life. You don't know who's in the room. They could be Republican. They could be Democrat. They yeah. could be suicidal. They could be. You don't know who's in there. But then it gets even crazier when you start to get fans, bro. People coming up to you like, like, bro, I, I be watching your comedy at the house, man. Like that shit is tight, dog. Like, yo, I'm proud of. Like, people are like come up to me all the time, like, yo, I'm proud of you, bro. And it's like, it's crazy because um, 
Yeah, it, once you start to see the impact of like how that shit affects people. Yeah. Especially like when you talk about shit that people don't usually talk about on stage. Uh, like I talk about mental health and kind of like I try to get a little deep with it, you know, to give it more depth so people can feel it more. Yeah. But um, yeah, dog. Did like, I see you do a bit about Kanye? Yeah, I talked about Kanye. I do like talking about Kanye. I think he's a Let's fun. talk about Kanye. What he's do you think a, about him? I'm back on the Kanye train, bro. I'm back. I'm like, I, I lost him for a couple years, you know, but then... Uh, Traitor. I, I came <laughs> back because I'm starting to understand what he wants more. You know what I mean? You saw I, that documentary, didn't you? The documentary definitely fueled a lot of it, but I was, al I was already... Um, you know what did it for me, dog? Like, doing mushrooms... And then start like that shit shifted a lot for me. And then uh, <laughs> as it does, shout out to mushrooms. Yeah, because the pandemic got me like experimenting with that shit, and then that changed all my like my wiring to the point where it's like, what's the one? What's the album with the the Jesus one? Jesus King. Yeah, that album, bro. Like listening to that like on shrooms, bro. it's like. I have a ritual. Every time Kanye drops an album, I take shrooms and I listen to it that night. That's like, the best way to do time. it. Yeah. No, I highly encourage. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like Kanye makes like stadium music and I feel like Drake makes like good car music. Mm, I can see that. So Drake she, makes like your music that I listen to before I go on a date or something. It's 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 like you know feel like swaggy. Kanye gives yeah. me a, like inspirational like I'm yeah, gonna change yeah, yeah. the world. Type yeah, that's of shit. that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm and I'm attracted to that. Yeah. I'm attracted to spirit. Yeah, and like some like you know because he got that old school soul too. Yeah, like if his his earlier work. That's why I like I I I'd like Kanye from like those backpack hip hop beats energy vibes. Bro. But then I lost him. Uh, was it was it Yeezus or Pablo? It just I couldn't I wasn't like vibing with it at that time. But as I get older and I started doing mushrooms, I'm like, bro, like all this shit hits. <laughs> and you connect to it, you're like, oh, that's what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, he's yeah. wild. He's a wild boy. And I like I kinda like my artist kind of crazy. Yeah, you know what me I mean? too. Because it's like, what the fuck's the point? You know what I mean? Like I got into this to fucking push the boundaries. And when you see someone like that, even it doesn't matter what genre of art, it's like, bro, he's still at the highest level. Yeah, every single day he has such standards. Like if you watch the documentary, I mean, it, like I've seen it multiple times. I just rewatched it with my. I mom like having it in the background. Yes. It's like a, it's like a cool thing Same. to have in the background because then you're just like, yo, like it, that energy kind of feeds onto you. Yes. Like you could, you know, if you you could just listen to the way he talks, that shit kind of gets you like oh, going. The way he believes in himself, and, and well, I think you need it, bro. Like you have to be delusional and crazy to a point like well and, and here's the thing i don't even think he was delusional because he was working his ass off like he wasn't like believing himself with whack beats he was right but he it wasn't like but he, but jesus walks in the cut not for sure in the apartment if people yeah, were yeah. signing him he was like it, what i like about it is how much he gives a fuck about quality 100 percent. no i don't doubt the, the crazy part is the psychotic psychotic part i try to explain is like the part where you keep going mm. and, and don't quit yeah that's the you know what i mean yeah. Because how many times, like, in your field or my field or any field, like, you see someone like, damn, like, they're still doing it? Like, they should probably, you know. But everyone has the right to think they're the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what makes it crazy is, like, seeing someone, like, keep going. You know what I mean? I don't think he's really changed that much. Like, I mean, he's grown, but I'm saying people are like the old kind of, it's like, the way he's talking then sounds much like the way he's talking now. Is that now he's fulfilled a lot of the dreams, you know? Yeah. I mean? but back then he, he created was just he created he created a new blueprint for for artists. Yeah, I definitely look at his way of doing things as a blueprint for me. Well, because you don't have to be just one thing. We can be prolific as artists, right? Yeah, and 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 you know you could do stand up now. Maybe years from now you'll write a movie or something. I think know? like for what I get out of Kanye is um, like knowing the value of creative freedom. 
mm. and not being limited by anybody else. That's what that's why I started my comedy club because like I don't want to rely on anyone else for stage time. I could fully do it myself now, fully funded with my jokes. Yes. Like my jokes pay all the bills and overhead for like my venue. So if I ever need to go on stage, I'll just go back home and do five shows, headline, yes, and work on new shit. That's the way I market it. I'm like, yo, I'm coming back home, working on new material. I'll take my notebook on stage and start talking, and people want to hear it. Cause they I wanna, love that. They want to know what the real shit is. And I love the hustle and the, and the independence of that, right? It reminds me even like Jay-Z. Like Jay-Z's first album, he didn't have a label. Right. Like he sold it independent until yeah. he got signed after Reasonable Doubt when he was 26. It's like- Which I think for a lot of artists right on. now, it's, that's the way to do it, bro. That's the way. Like, if you if you have the opportunity to be independent and keep a hundred percent creative control, that's like the best feeling, dog. Especially because now a lot of the things that we used to only be able to get from the majors, like distribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get now independently. You can like you can you, argue, you just got arguably hundreds of thousands arguably of reach more people now independently. Than like a Comedy Central feature ten years Bruh, ago. Bro, like something. who's watching Showtime? Like who's watching any of these like type of plat like Bro, it's all on TikTok and, 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 you know, IG right now. That's it. So it's like, why would I drive that traffic to someone else? Yeah. Why? I'm keeping all my shit in-house. So how long until you do a special? I thought about doing one this year. If you ever need somebody to film it, let me know. I've always want, I dreamt of shooting a comedy special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, bro. Um, yeah, I was thinking about later this year. I, uh, things are happening fast with the clips. Again, like... The fact that you can reach hundreds of thousands of people every single day is, is pretty wild. So I kind of want to stay on this trajectory of like posting clips often. Uh, hit you ever my, thought about doing like an online special, like a full, like a 30 minute full thing that still goes online with clips, but like really Yeah, I got, I, I got three specials on YouTube right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I got. I filmed it at the Kennedy Center. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at like 256,000 views. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I feel bro. bad. I haven't even seen them. You have full ones out? I have full ones out, bro. No yeah. shit. Shout out to my YouTube page. Oh, yeah. shit. My, yeah. I feel like a bad friend. No, nah, you're good, bro. Go you know what out. it is, man? It's just so hard to keep up with every... That's what I'm saying. If you're not actively putting shit out, people like... Yeah, like you have to like... You can't assume everybody just knows the stuff. You almost have to like make reminders to be like... Like I mean, I'll post be, a clip from it. And like the 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 one, the son of an ice cream man special yeah. definitely still holds up. Um, it could have been recorded better audio wise quality, but um, like the material in that night holds up very well. Uh, but I do want to make sure I put way more production value in the next one. Dope. Um, so how often do you make new material? Every like, like, like right now, like do you have an hour? Yeah, I got multiple. I mean, yeah. Like of, the, of unreleased on the web. The thing is, my this is my take on material. Like, until my shit's on Netflix, I'm going to keep doing it, bro. Because so it's even like, if it's on TikTok, you can still do it on stage. Yeah, I don't care. You're not guaranteed that the people on stage no, even 100%, saw the TikTok. Yeah. yeah. How egoic would I be thinking? Like, everyone saw this joke. It's done. Like, no. I mean, Burt Kreischer did The Machine for like years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His story, he has this one famous story, The Machine. He had a special come out, and he was still telling it after the special. Yeah. Because it was, they're making it into a movie now. Like, sometimes when people like the hits, yeah. you can just keep doing the hits. I mean, I, I don't want to get into the, you know, the custom of doing my jokes over. I always write new shit. I, I mix it up. You know what I mean? I can't just do the same shit every time. That's fucking, I'll go crazy. But you don't have a rule of not performing it once it's on TikTok. Like, no, like that, like no, that, no. The one that's going viral right now, you're yeah, still going to do it. I'm still going to do it, like, yeah, in a few weeks. Because it's like, again, people, what's happening right now in real time is people are bringing they're friends to my shows. So like my crowds are like half like fans, half like 
friends of my fans who've never seen me. So I have to like right. give them the best show possible still. Got it. So they might be like, oh, they'll almost be juiced that you did that joke that they might have seen. Yeah, or at least do some new stuff along with the old stuff. So it's not all just like, damn, dog, I saw the exact same show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus I'll do some crowd work to mix it up. But I'm so curious about that. I, I know I'm, I'm getting super nerdy about it because I really do want to know. Like when you're making a new joke, do you, do you, you not a comedian, you personally, do you write them down on a piece of paper? Do you come up with them on stage? Do you write them on your phone? Like, it's both. So process? like the process is this. Um, there's two ways. Of, I have two approaches. One is like you go to open mics and you open up like your, your iPhone voice memo and record the whole set. When I go to open mics, I try to like um, tap into like how I feel about shit. If I want to write something down, for example, this is like my writing process. I'll write new thoughts, new feelings, new ideas like on the top of a notebook paper. So I don't, so I don't try to force myself to be fright funny shit. It's just feelings. Just perspectives. Perspectives like, you know, what, what, what makes me angry? What annoys me? What bothers me? What's like, you know, like the fucking economy is like annoying as fuck right now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like inflation's fuck. So I'll start with those things and I'll start like freestyle write about it. And then from that- On I'll, a sheet of paper? Yeah. And then from that, you know, I'll go to an open mic and I'll just talk about why inflation bothers me. Like the moment I started making money, all of a sudden America's gonna collapse. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like dog, I've been broke for ten years, like doing comedy, and all of a sudden, like I started making money. Bitcoin's worth nothing. Like come on, bro. Like this is terrible. Uh, but um, I like that. That's funny. So it's like first, you, you, you know, it's almost like you write out the premises and a perspective. Yeah, premises. I think for me is just my feelings. Yeah, they're just like how I feel about everything. And then on stage, you figure out the delivery on the open micers, and then you record it. Yeah, so I'll go, I'll record it, I'll say the words, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go back, take that and transcribe it and cut the fat off and keep the parts that like are solid. And then take it on stage again. Yes, and, and refine it more. That's yeah. dope. Do you record yeah. it every time? Every time. For the past 10 years, every set's recorded. I love that. Yeah. I love figuring out the process of how greatness comes to be. Bro, I mean, it's, um, everyone has their own way. That's my specific way. Uh, again, I have the luxury of having my own comedy club, so I can go back home and do an hour. Yeah, and fucking just talk shit. Um, wow, that that's a that's a dope flex. It's having cool. your own spot. It, it, yeah, it's, it's a dope creative flex too. My goal for LA is to be at the level where like I can go on stage with my notebook in every venue and just read off of it and not be punished for it. Mm. You know what I mean? To where to where you feel like you have that that ability to almost like relax with it. To be like well, venues like I'm, I'm specifically like I have enough clout where it's like all right, Martin, his new shit is gonna be better than most people's old shit. Mm. See what I'm saying? But like, let me do my thing, right? Because so, are you saying sometimes they ask you specifically, hey, don't do new stuff? No, I mean no, they don't. They don't, they won't say that. They just want you to be funny. Mm. And if like, oh, if I'm not funny one night, does that mean I'm not funny? Like, nah, bro, I'm creating. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because for some comics, maybe you have when to they're kill. new, they have to kill every time. every time to be even be considered. Got it. But I'm so trying, you have less opportunities to be risky. Yeah, or cre or create. How do you create if you're just saying the same shit over? Mm. So you have to have room to fuck up. Yeah. To find. The but because rest. I'm still new in LA and I'm building my name, I don't have that luxury right now. But in DC, at my club, I can do whatever the fuck so I want. So you kind of experiment in DC. Yes. Find the hitters. Yes. Bring them here to LA. Boom. Rah, yes. Slay. Yes. 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 But it's getting to that point where, like, now at the comedy store, like. My fans come out now. Like Bolivians, dog, I had like 14 Bolivians at my last comedy store show. Half the crowd was like Latino, which, which, which was like Mexican and uh, Central American, like Nicaragua. Like, so people, and then you have like a sprinkle of Iranian people. So it's like all immigrant kid vibes. I love that. So it's like, now that I'm starting to get it, 
like the, the audience, I can, they want to hear what I have to say about the new feelings. I love the immigrant kid perspective because the only other comedian that touches on the immigrant perspective that I like is Sebastian. And yeah. he's definitely more old school. Like That's he, what I'm saying. Like he's my mom's favorite comedian. And we always watch him together yeah. at, at home because, you know, we're, we're Brazilian, but he gives like his perspective feels like, you know, an immigrant perspective. But it's like, ah, like it's very, um, it's nice to have somebody represent us at that level. There's nobody young. That nobody that. young. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm finding out in real time right now, bro. Like, I didn't plan on being like the spokesman for the Bolivian community. I didn't know that. Like, but one clip went viral. Uh, and then in that clip, I was talking about being Bolivian or half Bolivian. Dog, <clears throat> just from me saying I'm half Bolivian, people from around the country are like talking about, like, you know what I mean? Because there's nobody who's Bolivian that's like popping into entertainment. Does it matter that you're not speaking Spanish? No, they're just happy because they have nothing. They have nothing. They have nobody. There's no one in comedy that's killing it. That's Bolivian. So it's like I need I'm, to flex on the fact that I'm Brazilian more on my podcast and you get should. a Brazilian audience. Bro, Shout it's so. Out in Portuguese I mean, more. yeah. And, and the, the the tricky part, right, for me at least, is like not to pander because I don't even speak Spanish like that. So it's like <laughs> I'm not here to be like I'm the most Bolivian. I'm out Bolivian. Like nah, bro. Like I just happen to be Bolivian. I grew up in the city. Right. You know, I can show up in like a track jacket with a Bolivian no, country because that wouldn't be authentic. That wouldn't be authentic. Out to the Bolivian yeah. Anthem like, yeah. But you see that with some comics though. Some comics really lean into that because that's how that's because they need that. You know what I mean? They pulled the the Nancy Pelosi. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Indian. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dog, so funny. Did you ever see the video of the kneeling with the Kunta Kente cloth? Yeah, bro. That was it's the it's the worst, bro. This shit is terrible. It feels like a parody sometimes, bro. Like how yeah. off corporations get when they try to pander, bro. That's the my, my nightmare of just like becoming that. Like this. Fucking... See, I don't know if it was KFC or Popeyes or some like fried chicken restaurant. I shit you not. Yeah. During the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, they posted a picture of like a chicken wing in the form of a fist. Like we stand with. <laughs> this is making me upset. I'm already. I'm. I'm, I'm triggered by that shit. It's triggering, dog. It's the worst shit I've ever seen. It's the worst shit. Yeah. It's like who came who came up with that? Like who was in the board meeting? Like what? What if? Hear me out. <laughs> we got a chicken wing, <laughs> and it'll fight injustice. I'm like all right, that's you not. You saw what Burger King's doing now with the buns. No. For Pride Month, guess no. what they're doing? No, I don't. Bro? I don't want to know, bro. <laughs> they're doing um, sandwich or, or burgers with with both buns being the same buns, two tops yeah. or two bottoms. No way. For Pride Month. That's so fu That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Like, yeah, that's actually, I, that's funny. Well, it's funny because though, even in a gay relationship, you have one top and one bottom. Right. That so, is, yeah. So, so in so theory, it's like, it it's, an, it's, an, it's, it's, it's someone like me. It's yeah. like, guys, what if I had this gay ass idea? <laughs> There's nothing gayer than two of the same buns. <laughs> Yo, you know who did it right though? Who? Fucking Arby's with the push a T McDonald's. Oh, that was track. cool. Yeah, that was cool too. Yeah, because yeah. like that was, you know, because he wrote the I'm loving it. I didn't Did you know, know that. that? Mm -mm. Yeah, like ba 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 ba. I'm loving it. So Timberlake. Pusha T wrote that. Yes. Fuck. Yeah, low key back in the day. Damn. And uh, McDonald's back in the day, I think paid him and his brother like a million bucks, which sounds like a lot. But then they had no royalties on the commercial right. forever. So the commercial went on to be McDonald's biggest campaign ever, and Pusha didn't get any royalties from that. It's crazy. And he's like the the rapper of the diss tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like a big diss rapper. So then when Arby's hired him to make the diss track on McDonald's, I felt like, okay, that one worked. Because it actually made sense. It's almost like when the um, the Verizon guy switched to Sprint. Yeah. You know? Pusha T is low-key nice. Like, 
people, I feel like he's under like underrated a little bit, right? He's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, I don't listen yeah. to him enough. I think it's because it's like he's got some dark energy too, though. Very dark. Yeah, he's very dark. I think I, I, I think I have to listen to like music with light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, yeah, man, it's like a shit's getting bad right now, bro. Like I feel you like really this think shit. So in the country. Yes, the world? Uh, oh, bro. I wrote this down like a couple of days ago. I don't know how it's going to come out funny, but like I want to dedicate 20 of my new minutes to just talking to the youth, like 20, like from 20, from like 19 to 23, like year old, like young men or women. I just feel like they got the worst, they got the shittiest end of the stick, dog. Like if you graduate in college right now or high school with like all that's happening, it's like, bro, like this is like one of the worst times I think. And it's going to get bad. It's going to get real bad. I have some pushback for you. On yeah, that. let's do it. I'm all for it. I think objectively, there's never been a better time. Dog, I disagree, and I got I got pushback. Mental illness is at an all time high, dog. I think mental illness reporting is at an all time high because now people care enough to talk about it. It wasn't cool to say yeah. you have mental health issues. Probably I mean, everybody it, had mental health so issues. So I can't speak. I can't speak it. on behalf of like you know I wasn't around for like the, the the Great Depression or like you know I know when I graduated college it was the Great Recession two thousand nine I think yeah yeah eight, yeah that's when I graduated and it was like the worst time they were like started like average salary was like fifty five thousand for a graduate from my school yeah they were emailing us the day of week of like gra uh, graduation week like if someone offers you thirty five k like take it that's how bad it was and so like uh, I was like man fuck this I'm gonna do comedy <laughs> the fuck's up I'm not gonna be a CVS manager the fuck so uh, yeah dog I just feel like that's see that's how I feel I think a lot of it's based on like when I go on stage I could just like feel the vibes of the it's just like I can feel that people feel that it's fucked up but from my perspective I think the, pan I think the pandemic fucked a lot of people the pandemic I dog, think like mental health that's what I'm saying like I'm not, I'm not the type to throw that word around but no. like I think the pandemic being isolated and disconnected and fed a bunch of news about negativity fucked a bunch of people up. But I think in reality, like if you're poor, there's never been a better time to potentially make money as a poor person than right now. If you were poor 100 years ago, it sucked. If you're poor 50 yeah. years ago, it sucked. If you're poor now, at least, at least there's an OnlyFans. I know it's kind of a crazy point, but it's like, where was OnlyFans 20 years ago? You couldn't. You, you yeah. couldn't make money podcasting. I know I mean, not everybody's going to make money podcasting in OnlyFans, but I'm saying some people are. At least more people have access to, like, in almost every metric shit's better. It's yeah. just that I think mentally it feels like it sucks because we're seeing everything. I don't think we're capable of watching news 24 7 because all we focus on is what's wrong but there's like less hungry people than ever before Dog, like, I, I drive around I, I, la bro every day this shit well, look like well, that's because, God, it looked like gotham city bro well, la's fucked up i think LA's because fucked up. all the homeless people just kind of came here from everywhere but like i, I follow this one page called history photographed yeah you know who used to clean chimneys like a hundred years ago who babies hmm. actual babies parents would rent their kids out, I'm not even fucking with you, to send them down chimneys to clean them. Yeah. Like with all the charcoal and coal and shit. That, There's like photos. That's how you become a comedian that's like, back in the day. <laughs> like, motherfucker, I used to clean shit chimneys. Shit was like that. You know I wonder, what I mean? I what job okay, that so like compare it from that to now, it's like, yeah, it sucks. Shit isn't optimal, and it could be better. But there's know, more bro. opportunities to come up now, yeah. to come up from poverty to, to hustle up. 
Like you can just go on Facebook Marketplace, find free furniture, and flip it on eBay. I know it's not that, ideal. That's your Gary V moment. But I'm saying, I get you it. You couldn't do that I, yeah, easily I, thirty years ago. I could, I could see. You couldn't. I could see where. I, could, I, could, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I, I think I there's just, more opportunities to hustle. Yeah, I mean, but bro, like houses right now, how much do they cost? It's like, do you have property? Not yet. How hard have we worked our fucking, how many years have we put into but, this business? But it's all about the crash soon, so we're able to buy really nice in a little bit, in about a year or two. Yeah, we're banking on this crash, huh? The crash is happening. It happens yeah. every, the bull market, yeah. but it, it, it's gonna come. I just, I don't know, man. I just, uh, that's the, f- a lot of my shit is just instinctual, though. It's like intuitive. Like, I, I just feel like. I agree that people think it's fucked up, that yeah. people, people don't feel good. Most of the world doesn't feel good about the world. I agree with you there. Yeah. I guess I'm just an optimist. I just see more shit to be grateful for. Yeah, you're definitely the 1%. You, Doug, we're doing this podcast in your fucking apartment. Like, you are a go-getter. Like, you are perfect for the capitalist society. Like, you you will overcome and figure out how to get to the next level. But not everyone has that drive or even the intel to even do it. That's what makes you unique. That's what makes me unique. You know what I mean? I say this all the time. I wasn't the funniest person at my bus stop, dog. There was like six way more funnier people than me. I just had the, the focus and discipline to Google open mics in DC. That's what separates me. See what I'm saying? So I now that I'm starting to have my own platform, I'm just trying to share information and let people know like, you know, how to do things, like just how how to navigate. Cause most cats like coming up, they don't have that. They 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 have like Push a T, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking you all these questions because I want to know and I want to share this with the audience too. That's why yeah. I'm being specific about like how did you put this on and what is the hustle and how do you put it together, right? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, uh, you know, that's I don't why wanna... I, 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 I'm starting to take my position way more seriously. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, people are like rooting for me, and I feel like I represent. Because dog, like, you you go to comedy shows in LA, like, bro, like the lineups aren't that diverse, you know what I mean? Or at least the subject matter isn't like right. stuff that you want to, that you care about. Right. You know what I mean? So there's nothing worse than seeing someone on stage that's like you don't identify with their struggle and it's like, this isn't really, it's hard to root for someone when you don't really feel them. I agree with you. And I think, yeah, I'm really trying to think right now, like who's killing it on the immigrant representation? Like when I think of immigrant comedians- But see, like, that's not my, th- see, I'm not coming from that angle of like, that's my thing. I know it's that's just, not your thing. I'm just, I'm it's just, just it's, it's just like, just it's, like, just or, it's just organic. Cause I'm just telling stories. Well, yeah, like, like I don't think of Dave Chappelle as a black comedian. He's right. the great com- he's the best comedian. He just happens to be black, right? But like, um, I'm thinking of it, like when I think of immigrant comedians, yeah, Russell Peters, yeah, but he's like but again, he's OG as fuck. OG like, as fuck. That's I'm what I'm really saying. Telling you, who knew? Who young? That I care about. Yeah. See, it's it's very nobody because it's dry as fuck right now, bro. It's dry as fuck, and I think like that's why I'm starting to take this shit even more seriously because I got the audience now, and it's growing every day. It grows, and so like I'm just trying to make sure I hold on to creative control because I think when I when when the time comes where I'm being offered bigger opportunities, I, I got to like make sure it doesn't compromise like what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Just being authentic and being myself. How would a big opportunity compromise that? When you're attached to like money or like a check, you, it, it can- You mean like, like if they put you on NBC or some shit and then they say you can't make dick jokes or whatever the fuck, something like that you mean? I, yeah, I could like, like right now in this moment, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or even better way of explaining it, I chose to come here sometimes when you're under contract you got to do things that you don't want to do it's mm. just a part of the you know deal and so like i think with 
on 100% creative control, I get to dictate whatever the fuck I want to do. If I want to do a podcast, I'll do it. If I want to put out a sound clip, I'll do it. I'll do whatever I want. And because we're living in a great time right now. Yeah. No, finish that statement. No, no, finish. I <laughs> You're wanna, able I, to do that. This, no, would, bro, this would have been no, way harder 30 no. years ago. Yeah, 30 years ago, I wouldn't even have thought of, but stand-up is like a ridiculous thing. I know it's ridiculous, but I'm I saying never we got to start it wasn't, it wasn't a real profession. Right. So, in at least that way, the world is better now. I see what you're saying, and I see, I, I just don't, you know, I just. Not everybody can be a comedian, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, as opposed to being a coal mine, I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess as an immigrant. I feel like I, they were happier back then, dog. I just feel like I think options. You think we're can, just projecting that on old photos of people, or you think people were just didn't, or they didn't have enough therapists to write down that they were depressed. Probably that's another that's another point, right? Because like a lot of things are undefined. Like I know for me, I didn't think I had anger issues till I went to the seminar that was like a trauma release type of seminar. Yeah, and I found out I was withholding anger towards my biological father, and I was sure. like, what? I didn't even think of myself yeah. as anger. And well, if you if you really come down to like what drives you to do all of this. Yeah. It's probably not help. Like it's some fucked up shit, right? Because no one that had a good life is pursuing any of this at a high level. It's I mean it's hard. It's not impossible, but it's very hard. I was like I was at a party Saturday, yesterday, and uh, I was someone at the party like went to high school with Drake, okay. and, and so he was just like, "Yeah, man, like, bro, like Drake used to get punked all the time, bro. Like he used to get clowned." And I was like, "Yeah, that checks out." Yeah, because it's like if he got pussy in high school and like. Why would he want to become a star? Like, you already get pussy. Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of America? The point of America? Now. And, you know, that, that's a loaded. What is the current dream? Right? Because as an immigrant, when we moved here from Brazil, we didn't move here with aspirations. I know this is probably going to sound so fucked up. And for the, for the record, I'm a very, very liberal, liberal person. But I'm just, when we moved here, it wasn't to like, make it all happen off of like a minimum wage job. We moved out here to hustle. Right. My parents were dancers. They yeah. were professional ballet dancers from Cuba and Brazil. Like that's a weird ass job too. Like we came out here to like do whatever it took. My dad used to drive for Pizza Hut. My mom would do shows. It's like, we yeah. came out here to that, that, get it. But see, like you that's come, what yeah. America is. Cause you come, yeah, but I think yeah. America is almost more, in a weird way, I think America is built more for immigrants than it is for Americans. I talk I, about that on stage. I feel like the people who immigrate to this country are like the ones you want because they got balls. Like yes. they, they come here on the chance that things might get popping. That's insane. Yes. That's almost as insane as being a comic. Yes. But also like we're the products of immigrant parents. So it's like growing up, we weren't taught how to be happy, right? We were taught survival. Mm. Go to school, work hard. And you'd be like, what else? You're like, that's all we got. So you're just walking around the streets like, work hard, go to school. And but, on that frame, for yeah. that reason, as an immigrant, yeah. there's never been a better time. Like, I used to sell, I used to like, you know that when they would give you the candy to sell for like uh, fundraisers for school, the little mm -hmm. box of chocolates and shit? Yeah. I would, when I would finish selling them for the school, I would tell them that I lost the box. Okay. I would keep the box and I'd go to Sam's Club and I'd refill it with candy and continue fl flipping candy all year long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make money for yeah, my bro, you have see, you have that in you. But that, but that's what America's about. Sure. I think that yeah, that's listen, been lost. Dog, Brazil, me and you are going to be fine. Like, I, I'm, I'm not worried about me or you. I want to transfer this to, energy to the people. But, I think the people lost Of course. I, I think there's a miss, there's an idea. Well, you know what it is, bro? It's exposure. Like, people don't have access to information. Dog, if I didn't get to hang out with my own fucking cousin in 2010 and see him go on stage in front of people, 
I would have never even thought about stand. It's all about access, dog. Like all of this shit. I, talking sh like doing comedy for me is very natural. It's like pretty like I can do that, but yeah. that's because of where I grew up and how we were. Everyone was a fucking comedian where I grew in my neighbor. Everyone's so fucking funny, but they just didn't have access to like this could be a real thing. And I think that's what, you know I could be optimistic about like access to information. This is by far the best time in history to have access to information. But what do you do with that? Like some people rather you know fucking YouTube like Cardi B you know twerking or do you fucking guys like us like Wayne Dyer like what does he have to say about this or yeah. what see what I'm saying it's all comes down to like who who you listen to who you're influenced by and like who do you listen to nowadays nobody yeah so like, now I, I stopped I stopped um I do check out some Kanye interviews uh and that's it because I'm at a point in my career where I'm trying to not be influenced by anyone's thoughts i'm trying to be like kind of like blo block it all out but, i like um, that you're in the zone of creating yeah yeah i'm at the i'm, I'm definitely reaching my prime soon so it's like i i just don't want to um be influenced by it like i like documentaries i like uh i like um history but like you as far watch, as like watching you, specials like do, do, do you watch tv shows do you listen to audiobooks like in the last two months like this year in 2022 yo peaky blinders is fire yeah that last season yeah i love the writing i love the cinematography but um yeah bro. i go through phases like i go through times where i'll be like deep into like some tony robbins shit and then i won't listen to him for like a year or something and just go yeah. apply it and live life and stuff and just listen to comedy for a while and then i'll stop doing that and, and yeah or just like discover yourself like bro like Mushrooms for me like changed everything, dog. Like I was able to tap in and just like, okay, everything I need is inside. So all I gotta do is just take care of my body, take care of my health, and, and be creative, dog. Like this is ten years doing stand up, so it's like I just hit the mark where I just started making like real money, and it's weird because I've struggled more than I've been good. So I I'm having this weird transitional phase where like. I don't know how to live without struggle. Bro, same. During the pandemic was the first time I started making real money from videos. Like I've always been able to like get on certain gigs. Like my resume looked crazy. Yeah. My bank account was whatever. You know, like I sure. work with celebrities, but those things didn't really pay that much money. But during the pandemic, I finally learned to make money consistently selling content. And my body was still in survival mode. Like it was so hard to adapt to it you know yeah. what i mean but i think it's also kind of good to keep that hustle going but it's definitely a new feeling yeah we're wired for that but uh, that's why i'm saying like i'm sharing information to like the younger generation of like i literally did it bro like i'm 10 years in i'm making like a living off of my art and i just i literally just talk shit on stage and get paid and i live pretty good like nothing i'm not nothing crazy but it's enough to live in LA especially that's, that's, that's amazing that's huge right congratulations thank bro. you bro no I'm so I'm super juiced for you bro yeah so it's all happening in real time and so that's why I'm saying I'm taking these moments very seriously because um yeah bro it's so rare there's no like you said there's not a lot of young cats from immigrant backgrounds that are making money in this field so um yeah I'm trying to really process it all and just like alright what am I supposed because one time I was last month I was on stage and I was trying to articulate the feeling of like trying to learn how to be happy now that I like achieved what I wanted, which is like to be self-sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. And um, this lady in the audience, she yelled out, 
it's the American dream. Like you're living the American dream. And I was like, mm. I feel like we were taught how to chase the American. Hey, what's up, dog? Hey, brother, hey. <laughs> he's like, congrats. Yeah, he's happy. He, he, he's showing me so much love. I feel like he feels my sadness. Aww. I love you, man. You're cool. Hey, he's, don't, don't look he's like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I know. Okay, Brazzy. Okay. Does he do that all the time? Every podcast he makes. I'm going to make a compilation of it. Oh, really? And always at an interesting point. Yeah. 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 To, like, give love. Because there's people that say the sad stories, and then he goes and gives them Damn. Love. Yeah, this one girl was telling, like, a breakup story, and right at the end of it, he came up and gave her a kiss. That's like, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about, like, trauma and shit. <laughs> But no, but you were saying he could, he could pick up on vibes for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Brazzy. Um It's pretty cool. Where were you at the right before that? Oh, there's this girl in the audience. She was like, "It's the American dream." Yes. And I was like, I feel like we were taught how to chase the American dream, but not how to like enjoy it and experience it. Mm. See what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at mentally. Like I was wired to get to where I'm at right now, but now that I got it, that's why I'm watching Kanye because he's literally in real time like. It's like watching Pablo Picasso just walk around, like chilling, yeah. like just doing him, like picking up his kids from school and being a, so like the chapter I'm on is like, how do I become a good partner? Um, boyfriend, husband vibes, you know? I don't know how to do that. I never had, there's, I have zero role models, zero context for what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm. So now I'm, ex and I, that was never a thing on my mind because I didn't, I, w I wasn't making money, but now that I'm making money, it's like, well, maybe it's time, you know what I mean? To like really, get into that. That's really interesting that you said that. I, I never thought about it that way, that, that people like you and I, we were wired to chase the American dream. But now that we're actually achieving a lot of the things that we wanted, yeah. it's a new, it's like a, it's a weird place to be at of actually receiving it. Bro, like creatively it's, it's, I've checked it's boxes. It's wild, it's wild. Yeah, but now to be like, oh, I don't have to worry about rent? What's? Yeah, 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 shit like that. Like, shit like, like that. But then it's like, um, I guess you're, you know, your goals change. Like I remember as a kid, I wanted like a Ferrari, you know, <laughs> with the with the mansion. But now I look at that as like that shit is just seems like a headache. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, to have all that maintenance, I just rather like give back and like just get love from my city, get love from the new generation. If I get love from like dog, like when I see like young like Latinos pull up, like girls and guys, like yo, like cute little like 21 to 18 they just be like yo like we like your comedy we found you on it's like bro that shit is like lit bro because the young generation is fucking with it that's that feels good that's such must be such a fulfilling feeling so that you're bringing joy to them and you're connecting with the next generation yeah because i'm talking about shit that, that you know no one else dog there's nothing on netflix or whatever the fuck talking about this shit at all like who's really making money and gets to do what they want from this background and so yeah, I'm just trying to like process it too because it's like, it's, it's crazy. What are your goals right now? Um, I just want to keep 100% creative control over everything because I feel like in six months, my life's going to be very like, I think things are about to take off fast. So yeah, I'm, I'm about to go on tour, headlining New York for the first time, uh, July 30th. Um, and, it's amazing, uh, bro. Yeah, it's exciting to just get now that there's a demand for different markets, I'm like, all right, I'm probably gonna build up different cities and um, try to vibe out in every city, man, and just get a little bit more, you know, depth to like my, my, my stories. I love that. And then to take care of your body and your mind and, and your <sighs> Yeah, dog, and that shit's, that's yeah. huge, bro. Like, well, because a lot of it also, I think, was just an imagination of the glamour. 
you know. But then once you get the taste of it, you, once you go to enough LA mansion parties and you're like, oh, mansions aren't even comfortable. Most of them feel really cold and they don't feel very humble. Or they're just lame as you're fuck, just like, bro. You're like, all oh, these, this is all just they're just so out. it's just lame. Like, yeah, it's lame because a lot, like a, people, a, a lot of those people, a lot of those people are miserable, bro. Yes. You realize how many people do, are on drugs out here. It's like, God damn, they all got to be fucked up to just be normal. It's mostly everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. like people that aren't on drugs are like the standouts in LA. Yeah. But then there's like a pattern of those are the successful people too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is all like, I'm just processing everything right now because it's all, because again, it's like 10 years this month. And so like nine and a half of it was struggle. Like living with my parents type shit for like eight years. Then just having enough money to move to here. Now it's like, dog, I live very, pretty good now. but And I get to tell jokes. So that's like, jokes is paying for everything. That's, that's amazing. It's bro. wild, bro. That's so dope. And the chances of you doing that. Like there's only yeah, so man. many. Because I know, it, it, not to, I'm not putting down any other comic, yeah. you know, because it's such a hard business. But there's not a lot of comics who make money off their jokes. See what I'm saying? Like, right. like people like get they, like they TV shows, like a, yeah, thing sitcoms. Bro, I'm just a comedian, bro. And people like, if I don't sell out or sell tickets, I don't eat. So I got to be funny. How many comedians do you think there are in the world that make money purely from jokes? I don't know. But see, again, I don't you, want... You think like less than a thousand? Uh, I think that that's around the number probably. Yeah, because um, it's, like, hard. it's a young man's game, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm 30, 34. I'm getting on planes. I'm like, you know, eating out. Like, dog, that shit fucking... It's a... It's I'm a, sure it's a with lot. that new girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit wears you out, bro. So it's like, I don't see myself touring into my 50s and shit. I'm just trying to, you know, hopefully do some movie shit. Oh, by then it'll be virtual tours, bro. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, but there's nothing the like the live experience, bro. Nah, yeah. The live experience is sick. I love, I love live shows. That, that's one thing I don't skip out on is concerts and comedy shows. Yeah. Like, I probably go to three or four comedy shows a month. Like randomly, sometimes like we'll skip a bit, but like the fact that in LA we can see yeah. major comedians for like 20, 25 bucks at the store, there's Supernova, there's the factory, there's the improv. I haven't done Jam in a Van yet, but I heard that one was cool too. It's cool, yeah. I had you say, I used to have a show there, yeah. Um, it's like I want you to see my audience, bro. Like, I feel like I haven't been to your comedy store, yeah. You haven't yet. seen my, yeah. Like, seeing me somewhere that's not my people is like, it's like, okay. But when you see me in front of my people, it's a, it's a whole other... When's your next one at the Comedy Store? Uh, June 21st. Let's go. Yeah, man. Vamos. Vamos. <laughs> it's going to be a good lineup. If people want to find your comedy, where can they check you out? Just uh, TikTok is the Martin Amini. Instagram is just my name, Martin Amini. YouTube, Martin Amini. Yeah. Before um, we wrap out of here, bro, what messages do you want to share? Um, I know it's kind of a bland, crazy question, nah, bro, but just, just like, what's in your heart that you want to get out to people, you know, whether that's like specifically now or just like, like, what, what are you trying to get out there? You said you want to share information. Yeah. It's the uh, fun. <clears throat> what if somebody's like an up and coming artist of any kind, could be a comedian, could be a musician, whatever. Right. And they, and they know they got it in them, but they're maybe like shy. But yeah. They, but they know they got some talent in them and they want to create. What advice would you have for them? Fall in love with the craft first. Like, don't chase cloud. Just fall in love with the craft and great things will happen. That's it. Mm. I agree. Because it's about... Because when you love the craft, you'll want to put in more time and effort and it'll, make it better. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's what it takes. It, it takes time and effort. And it'll show. 
and the right people will gravitate towards you. But if you chase earlier in my career, dog, like I thought opening for famous people was going to be my ticket to success. I've opened for everybody. Andrew Schultz, Michael Che, Trevor Noah, Theo Vaughn. Like I've opened every pop in comedian. I've opened for them. Andrew Schultz shouted me on his podcast. That was dope. <clears throat> but what made me grow the fastest was when I tapped in with myself and started focusing more on my jokes and not like, oh, I hope Andrew. Just writing the coast Yeah. Or you, yeah. Just, you know, it's cool to have famous people vouch for you and fuck with you, but ultimately you're going to have to build your own audience. So it's like the longer you put it off, the harder it's going to be. So it's like you might as well just try to tap in and, and be yourself. So. Like our inspiration, Kanye. Yeah, right? dog. That's somebody who loves the craft. Bro, that's what I'm saying. And you can feel it, bro. When, when people fuck with your art, bro, like you, you, there's no better feeling. That's, that's, what you, that's what your goal should be. And it has to be personal. I yeah. think when we try to make art to please people, we make it inauthentic. And here's the thing. No matter how weird you are, there's other people out there that have that weirdness too. You know, nowadays, like with Reddit forums, there's people that are into all kinds of yeah, man. random shit. So if the art that you're making is just authentic to you, if you love Marvel and cheesecake, whatever the fuck, whatever yeah. co weird combination of shit you like, if you just talk about it, somebody out there is also gonna like that. They're gonna be like, ha ha, they're speaking, they're saying what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Because that's what you're doing. There's no better feeling than being yourself and being rewarded for it, <laughs> as opposed to like conforming to what other people think you should be and getting paid for it. It's like, bro, that's, that's like, to me, that's like prison. Yeah. So it's like, again, at the same time though, like I feel like me and you were very blessed and fortunate to be, we're, we're able to be ourselves and we're good. Like we're fine. We have all our needs met. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so fucking, like I could have a convo. I haven't, you know, I don't think we've had a convo like this in 10 years. Like we haven't yeah. seen each other. So it's like, you still strike me as a kid I met. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like back then, like the 23 yeah. year old kid that was like yeah. overachieving, you know what I mean? But, um, now you seem way more calm and comfortable. And uh, same thing with me, you know what I mean? I'm uh, making a living through my art and dog, that should be the, that should be where it's, that should be like more of the focus as the opposed happiness. to, yeah, as opposed to like the material shit. Well, yeah, because there's, there's only so much material stuff, you know, it's like, sure. There's but we were fed that, bro. Yeah. How many fucking music videos did you watch as a kid of like, oh, I want, like, that's what I need. Things. In order to get girls, I need this. And it's like, nah, bro. Yeah. You got you got to be solid. Then the rebel won't fuck with you. That's that's all I want to put out there. I'm glad I had braces for a long time because I really had to give my personality. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, all that now, shit. Now that my looks are really coming in, it's like now I can really slay. But it's like back in the day, it was like braces and yeah, bro. You know, uh, that shit. You, I mean, <laughs> all that shit is like it adds value to like the craft. If you draw on those type of shit, it, it makes it better. Yeah. So it's like that's kind of what I want to put out there. It's like that type of mentality as opposed to like people far come up to me like, man, you probably get so many bitches now. It's like, it's funny. Like, it's like, it's like dog, it's like, that's not, that's not what it's that's about. That's not the goal. Yeah. And like, I'm on some like trying to become a better partner, you know what I mean? And learning how to be like, that's like next, that, for me, that's next level shit. Like learning that. Cause it's like, that's like more like Jay-Z vibes, right? Like the grown and sexy where he's talking about like his albums now are talking about. Like, well, tr I'm just trying to be a full person. Yeah. Because these are things I never got a chance to have the opportunity to work on because I was struggling. When you're struggling, it's hard to be a good boyfriend, bro. Like, or even a good partner. It's like, because you're struggling. How am I going to help you when I can't even help myself? But now that I have enough, I can share. You know, I can bring people into the fold and like take care of them. So it's like, that feels good. I'm really juiced for you, bro. Thanks, man. I'm, 
I'm juice for myself too, dog. I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> nah, it's going to be crazy, man. Because I already know, bro. Like, I've been out here for four or five months. Already, like, making some headways. But it's like, when I'm at the store, that shit feels good. Like, I feel like I belong there. And I feel like people want to hear some real shit. Yeah. So, I'm excited for that. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, well, thanks for coming through and sharing the wisdom and sharing the journey, bro. Thanks, um, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. We're going to go check out the show in June, June 21st. Yeah. Hell yeah. Pull man. up. I'm going to do a long set. And uh, yeah, working on new shit. I'm going to bring the notebook on stage. Oh, man. I'm excited to see it, bro. Well, thanks for coming through, man. Of course, though. You already Appreciate know. Appreciate you sharing the knowledge. Yeah, of course. Martin Amini, everybody go check him out. Thanks for watching. Oh, yeah. I bet when I land, they gon' tell me it's luck again See that I'm winning, it's harder to watch I'm setting the stage, you should give me my props You ain't got no soul, you lacking the spirit